0: Good morning, and may it please the court. My name is Sylvia Wu. I'm here on behalf of Appellant Organic Family Farmers and other organic stakeholders. I'd like to reserve three minutes of my time for rebuttal. Very well. Uh, With me in the courtroom today, I have my co-counsel, Ms. Meredith Stevenson, as well as Mr. Paul Moeller, uh, co-owner of Appellant Full Belly Farm. This appeal is about whether soil building is an essential component for organic crop production in this country. The answer is yes. The word organic in organic farming refers to soil organic matter. So soil building is the foundation of the environmental benefits that consumers associate with the organic label.
1: Counsel, what what role do you think Section 6512 of the statute plays in our analysis?
0: Yes, Judge Graeber. Section 6512, it defines the scope of when um, undefined production practices are mentioned in the statute. Right, if a matter.
1: production a production or handling practice is not prohibited or otherwise restricted, and I'll skip some words, it's permitted, unless it's inconsistent with the organic certification program. So there is kind of a catch-all that if it's not prohibited, it's okay. So where is production in water or other media other than soil prohibited?
0: Um production in other media, not in soil, is prohibitive organic crop production under six five one twelve because it's three parts it's not just if it's expressly prohibited. it must also not be otherwise restricted in the statute to be allowed it must also where be- is
1: there a restriction where is that where has Congress said you can't do this or you can do it only if you do something special with the water or something
0: like that? Um, sure, Judge Gray, We can look at the if we look at the um, the 76513. That's where Congress set out the production practices for different production types. And there, for crops, there's crop there's crop production farm, and then there's also wild crop. Um, for wild crop production management, it doesn't mention soil at all. It doesn't have the soil building requirement. So farming without soil building practices is restricted to wild crop harvesting only under the Organic Act. Whereas, if, it's,
1: if it has to do with soil, but where does it say everything has to be grown in soil, wild or farmed? Where does it say that?
0: Well, it says it for the Organic Crop Production Plan because it mandates that they must build soil fertility. And as we know from Burns v. United States, the fact that it doesn't expressly say if you grow in soil, you must foster soil fertility, it doesn't have that... That 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 conditional clause doesn't alone doesn't mean that Congress didn't envision prohibition. So, otherwise.
2: so, Carson, let me ask you about this. So your whole argument rests, I understand, essentially rests on sixty five thirteen B one, and that's designed to foster soil fertility primarily. So it means not exclusively, but primarily through the management of the organic content of the soil through tillage, crop rotation, and manuring. So let's talk about rotation. Um, isn't there a practice in agriculture about li- letting um, agriculture letting land go fallow, right? So you don't, as I understand it, and I'm <clears throat> um, with my rudimentary knowledge, is that's um, land you you, you you grow in a season, and then, you, then we don't grow in the next season because that restores fertility. So isn't it true that simply by uh, not using soil? um the type of um uh, the hydroponic um, farming actually fosters fertility because it's not depleting the soil
0: well judge baker um it's it's possible that one can construe it that way, but that's not the question before the court. That's not what USDA did here. USDA just well, waived the requirement. It says it doesn't matter whether or not hydroponic production is phosphorus or fertility, they don't need to show that. They don't need to build in any practices or prove that as part of their farming.
1: Whereas, you know,
0: my client does as part of his organic farm. Well, but
1: your client doesn't have to give a livestock plan because they don't have livestock. I mean, it it looks to me like they're just setting out alternatives. If you use soil, you have to do this. If you have livestock, you have to do something else. And if you harvest wild crops, there's a third set of requirements. it doesn't seem to say that these are the only options. It's the only things they thought of at the time, I guess, uh, in, what, 1990 when they put together this statute.
0: Um Judge Graber, I think the livestock example is a good one, right? If you raise livestock, then you have to comply with the livestock plan.
1: And if you farm in soil, you have to care about the soil.
0: But that's not what the statute says. The statute says for all organic crop production farms, it has to foster soil fertility. It didn't call it the soil-based, or soil-based farming. It didn't need to yeah. say so because soil building was understood to be synonymous with organic farming. So
2: why doesn't hydro, I'm going back to my question, why doesn't hydroponic farming foster soil fertility? Why doesn't it? Because it doesn't, it's not depleting the soil. So it seems to me by definition, this is like the very best fostering of soil fertility you can get because you're not depleting farmland and you're allowing farmland to be used for other crops.
0: Um, Well, Your Honor, One, I think there's a difference between fostering soil fertility and not depleting. Fostering is actually building additions. And that's what uh, farmers like my client does with all his practices. And they're measuring soil carbon content in the soil. I'm also very a beginner at this. But more importantly, that's not what USDA decided here. USDA didn't say, um, if you, as a hydroponic grower, show that you're not disturbing the soil, we we consider that that you're fostering soil fertility. US, USDA says that require the requirement to you know address soil health in any way simply doesn't apply to hydroponic production. That's what and and this is contrary to USDA's own interpretation prior to the petition denial. Right, but I'm
2: understanding your argument, and your argument is it seems to me contrary. To, I mean, you're relying upon this stat upon this provision to make this this um, rule, and I just don't agree with your reading of the stat, uh, of, of B1 here. And that's your that's a central part of your your case is b one that's really all you have
0: b one says that for an organic crop production farm um their farm plan must must contain provisions to foster soil fertility is is
1: hydroponic production a farm
0: um yes um they are um the word farm isn't defined in the statute so um, but what what if
1: what if a reasonable interpretation of a farm is a soil-based production with with acreage and hydroponics is not even a farm, in which case this uh, B doesn't apply anyway.
0: Well, Judge Graeber, that wouldn't be a reasonable interpretation of the statute because to determine the meaning of the word farm, we have to since it's undefined, under the canons, we will look at its ordinary meaning as well as how it's used in the statute. I'll, I'll jump straight to, I'll start with how it's used in the statute. Um, the word farms throughout the statute, Congress used it expansively to cover all production facilities. Um, in talking about what's the, the universe of entities that are eligible for organic certification, Congress said, it repeatedly uses the phrase each farm and handling operation. No one hears. Well, the
1: council, you know, when you look at the... I'm looking uh, through 6513. B talks about farms, crop production farms. C talks about livestock, and it doesn't use the word farm because it talks about livestock production. And uh, uh, F, which talks about... Crops, Wild crops talks about harvesting wild crops from an area. So farm seems to be used in the sense of things grown in the soil so that B just is irrelevant, it seems to me, to, weather, to, to this whole thing. It's not a prohibition. It says if you grow it in soil, do these things, but it doesn't say you can't grow it in some other medium.
0: Judge Graber, under the canons, the word farm, as used in the statute, should be given a consistent meaning. So if farm is narrowly used, if you construe farm to mean just growing soil because the other sections do not use the word farm, then the phrase each farm and handling operation, farm there would elu- eliminate ranches and so forth as well. No, because than-
1: of the handling operations. I mean, they're, it's a different kind of production, I guess.
0: I meant in the sense of the livestock example. So to be to be eligible for for um, organic certification under the statute, they have to fit into either a farm or handling operation because that's the phrase. So you that think Congress going out in the
1: woods and harvesting wild mushrooms is a farm?
0: Um, yes, because under the statute, you have to designate the area in which you um, would would conduct this activity, and the word farm is broadly can broadly mean a place where certain things are raised or harvested. And because you have to designate that area, you are farming because you're, you because you are you are producing agricultural products within a defined site, and that's how the word is used throughout the statue. Farm was used to capture all farming entities. the The, the, the statue doesn't use the word ranch, for example, which is what we traditionally think of for livestock. And so um, here, live live. Here, Organic Crop Production Farm under seven uh, USC 6513B just talks about organic crop production. And, and we all agree that we're talking about crops here. We're talking about herbs and tomatoes and so forth. So USDA's reliance um, on exempting hydroponic production based on its view that it's not a farm is con- it's contrary to how the word farm is used in the statute. Um, there's its interpretation is therefore unreasonable and also unpersuasive since its petition denial was issued without any notice and comment, and contrary to how USDA itself um, interpreted the War Farm. So,
1: as I understand it, this is a situation in which there was a refusal to make a rule, not a rule. So, is, does there have to be notice and comment for a refusal when there's no? Proposed rule to comment on.
0: There isn't a well. So two parts to this answer. There isn't there isn't a requirement, although agency um, customarily for something that's controversial and you know and uh, highly studied, which is what we're dealing with here, would usually afford notice and comment. And especially here, USDA itself actually repeatedly said that it would do so. Um, in, I point the court to F.E.R. 6, and there's other examples here, where USDA repeatedly told stakeholders that there would be notice in common to engage in rulemaking, and whether or not there's a proposed rule, there was a 2010 Nash, uh, recommendation from the experts advising USDA. I thought
1: they had changed their viewpoint since then. Am I wrong about that?
0: No, the 2010 recommendation is the only recommendation that was put forth. Later on, there was another proposal in 2017 um, that that dealt with hydroponics. That and the
1: NOSB yeah. no longer opposes the labeling of hydroponics as... Organic, am I right about that?
0: No, that's not the case. No. Uh, I think, Your Honor, you're thinking about the fail motion in 2017. That motion didn't straightforwardly prohibit hydroponic production from organic certification. It defined, it talked about, you know, basically like a percentage of ratios in liquid nitrogen feeding. It's just, it was a confusingly worded um, proposal. Um, the National Organic Standards Board's 2010 recommendation, stri- straightforwardly, which did pass straightforwardly said you should prohibit hydroponic production. And it's organism.
1: advisory only, though. And it's a form of notice and comment, I, I suppose. But it it, it it is not binding on the agency, correct?
0: It's true that it's not binding, but the interactions between the USDA and the board is telling here. After that recommendation, USDA went ahead and you know formed a task force to study whether or not Um, hydroponics can fit, and it repeatedly looked at the issue of soil production and the soil fertility requirements. So USDA thought it applied, and then it changed his mind in the petition denial. Um, I see that I'm eating into my rebuttal time. Yes. Thank you very much.
1: And we'll give her uh, three minutes.
3: Good morning, Your Honor, and may it please the court, Daniel Winnick for the government plaintiff's challenge to the denial of this rulemaking petition presents the basic question whether the statute compels the conclusion that hydroponically grown crops can't be certified as organic because that the statute doesn't compel that conclusion there's no basis for the court to set aside the denial of the rulemaking petition or require the revocation of all existing organic certifications for hydroponically grown crops as plaintiffs suggest Excuse we just me, sort can, of zoom can, out to the way you this-
2: remove your mask just to make it a little bit to make it more understandable, please. Thank you. Sorry.
3: So let me just zoom out for a moment to sort of the way this statute works. The statute at issue here requires essentially three things for an agricultural operation to be satisfied, uh, certified as organic. It has to meet the requirements in Section 6504, uh, none of which is a requirement to use soil. It has to not engage in any of the practices prohibited by Section 6508, none of which is the use of soil, and it has to have an organic plan. So plaintiff's argument is essentially that Congress precluded the organic certification of all hydroponically grown crops, the whole type of crop production, by requiring uh, organic plans to contain a type of provision that wouldn't logically apply in that type of production. But that would have been a surpassingly strange way for Congress to create a soil requirement if soil were as central to organic production as plaintiffs suggest. And when we turn to the details of the statutory text and context, there's no reason to overcome that skepticism. So the soil fertility requirement applies to crop production farm plans. As, as my uh, friend noted, the statute doesn't define such plans. We know that they apply only to the production of crops on farms, right? And the statute also doesn't define farm, but it does provide a very good indication of what is meant by the word farm standing alone which is that when it defines a certified organic farm as a term of art, it defines it to mean, quote, a farm or portion of a farm or site where agricultural products or livestock are produced. And so if you were thinking about in in which of those buckets a hydroponic operation fits, it's obviously far more natural to consider it a site where agricultural products are produced than to consider it a farm. That's very good reason to think that the organic plan requirements for crop production farm plans don't apply to hydroponic operations. And again, the question before this court isn't even sort of what's the best reading of the statute standing alone under the highly deferential standard of review that applies to the denial of a rulemaking petition. The question is does the statute answer this question so clearly that the denial of the petition should be set aside um, under the APA. Both the legislative history and the regulatory history just on top of the text indicate that from the start, Congress and the Department of Agriculture expected soilless production practices to be certified as organic. So the Senate committee, for example, recommended that the department develop standards for aquaculture products, uh, and when the department proposed regulations implementing the act for the first time, it changed references to organic farming to refer instead to organic production. Uh, recognizing that it was doing so to provide an encompassing term that could come to include hydroponics, um, and you know the the question whether hydroponics should be certified as organic as a matter of policy has divided the National Organic Standards Board over time. It, it's been hotly contested, and the relevance of that I think is not that you know one side or another ends the ends the sort of statutory debate over the, over the meaning of that um, o- over the permissibility of that form of production. It's this is, a, this is a policy question. The statute doesn't clearly speak to this. You, know, you would think from reading plaintiff's brief that, that it is just sort of so obvious that soil has to be used, that this is not a proper subject of debate, and, and in fact, it's been hotly contested uh, for a long time. Uh, I'm happy to take further questions uh, the court has, unless the court uh, has questions for me. I do not. We'd ask that the district court's no. judgment be affirmed. Very well. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Your Honor. I'd like to start um, just by addressing the deference point. There isn't an extreme deference that's applicable here because all parties agree that we're dealing with the question of uh, statutory interpretation. And and as the Supreme Court instructed in Kaiser and other cases in dealing with a case of statutory interpretation, um, there's no deference to USDA's interpretation here if the statute is unambiguous. And since USDA issued its petition denial without notice in common, even if this court were to find the statute ambiguous, the relevant uh, deference standard would be Skidmore, under which USDA's interpretation is still unpersuasive. Um, USDA um, talks about the definition of um, certified organic farm as used in the statute. As USDA noted, that's a separate term of art. Um, so, and even there, that definition actually supports that um, Congress intended the word farm ex- uh, to be used ex- expansively. It includes site where agricultural products are raised. And under the canons of statutory interpretation, um, words in the list should be interpreted to have similar meanings. So the, the list farm, portion or farm, or site where agricultural products are produced have similar meanings. and. And so, farm is used expansively throughout the statute to cover all production facilities, and we cite to numerous examples of that, and we've been discussing that this morning. Um, I'd like to quickly point out other reasons why USDA's petition denial violates um, the organic standard. It resulted in two sets of production standards um, that are are, inconsistent production standards, contrary to the very purpose of the act of creating consistent standards for organically produced foods. Um, as a result of the petition denial. Now, when you go to the store and buy a pint of cherry tomatoes, on the one hand, my client, Mr. Romo, has to engage in a bunch of practices that Judge Baker, you mentioned, in order to grow those tomatoes. And on the other hand, um, hydroponic growers, it's unclear what production standards would apply to them because because USDA says that the rules for organic crop production does not apply because they're not farms. But the
1: prohibitions apply. There's a list of statutory prohibitions. Those apply, don't
0: they? Um, actually, not according to USA's definition of the farm, because 7 U.S.C. 6508 applies only to farms. That statute starts with, you know, in order for a farm to be certified organic, um, a producer of a farm must, and then it goes on to list the prohibitions. So if, USA, in, if, so if hydroponic facilities are not farms, those prohibitions would not apply. And USDA previously, and even with the petition denial, held the hydroponic facilities are farms. I point the court to 7 CFR 205.202, which discusses land requirements for farm production. And there, that provision provides to field and farm parcel. And USDA, with the petition denial, explained that that provision applies to hydroponic facilities. Um, I see that I'm out of time, so um, in closing, just would like to point out, really quickly back to the cherry tomato example. As a result today, with the petition denial, a set of, we have two sets of identical tomatoes, except only some of them live up to the true meaning of organic. Um, As a result, um, this court should vacate USA's petition denial, reverse the lower court's ruling, and remand to the agencies with further instruction consistent with this court's ruling. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, counsel. Thank you both for your, I think, very strong briefing and argument in this case. This matter is submitted, and, and we are adjourned for the day. I did want to say for those the folks in the Public Defender's Office, we're going to go conference now. When we're done conferencing, we'll come out and, and speak with you. Um, a couple of my law clerks are happy to talk to you guys, not, not about the cases today. Don't, no, no, inside, no inside scoop. And if there are any other lawyers here, I mean, other law clerks I, my, here. My law clerk uh, will also be here to chat with you. Feel free to answer questions. All right. Thank you very much, everybody.